This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Today's not the day for that intro, for that voice before the big voice. We need something else, something that is good, pure, and positive in the world. Chris, hit it. Uh Uh-oh. Two balls, two strikes. (laughs) Spores, kicks, and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise, the wait is over, and the celebration has begun. It's baseball time in Texas again. Chuck Morgan voice. KNC Masterpiece. It is baseball time oh, I love in it. Texas. Right here on 105.3 The Fan, where programming alert. I'm glad they waited until the show started. No Steven or Jerry. So now Steven has canceled on us as well. Hey, the Cowboys canceled yesterday. They did. <laughs> as most people on social media warned us was going to happen. So we were supposed to have Steven at noon and instead we do not. So we'll leave it to the Tolos. We'll have them call in at noon and tell us how uh the Cowboys are going to yeah, win I'm against Detroit. Great. Yeah. They're doing great. But after watching that game, I'm glad we're not playing Detroit. So I goofed off with you to start the game. With you and Corey and Derek. You were not wrong. And, I, I, and just because the Rams playoff game in 2018, standing next to you, they run for 10 yards, and I say this game's over. And I'm being sarcastic, but it ended up being that they couldn't ever stop L.A. from running the ball that day. And so as that drive was happening, the first drive of the game, what did I, I think I tweeted you, or it's sorry, texted you guys, it's over. Yep. And then, and then, I don't know, 30 minutes later, I go, not sarcastic anymore. I think this game is over. Yeah, and so we're going to start with, unfortunately, I could play you any number of different highlights. Let's just start with number one, and my question for everybody to start, and I'm not meaning this in a hyperbolic way. I honestly want to know, because maybe I'm just off base. There's a variety of factors that have led me to this answer. Was this the most embarrassing Cowboys playoff game in franchise history? I say hit it. Third and one at the three. Jones is back at running back, and on third down, Love is in the gun. They'll hand it inside to Jones. Close for a first down, close to the goal line. Touchdown. Aaron Jones. I say yes, 
because you got blown out at home as the two seed over a team that snuck in. Obviously, there's only been three years of a seven seed, but yep. I mean, they got blown out. And I do think of, okay, let me remember other games. And if I'm remembering correctly, I remember Brett Favre with Minnesota blew us out. But we were on the road, kind of, I can't remember the the line or anything, but you you knew going into that it would be a major upset if you won. You were kind of the Packers uh, yesterday going into Dallas. So getting blown out at home, being undefeated at home, playing a guy in his first year uh, in a playoff game, and by halftime, Jimmy Johnson is giving speeches on don't quit. Yeah. Like you can you can fight back and, and have a chance, but you got to come out of the gates on fire. And it took the Cowboys six minutes to get three points. That wasn't really on fire. And the defense was like, we really didn't want to come out after halftime. Let's just give them another seven. It was embarrassing is probably not a strong enough word. I'll use this word. It was for, how about disgusting? Is disgusting a good word for what we saw yesterday? Yeah. I, I uninspiring, I disgusting, I embarrassing. Right. Like, I don't know. You can put a word on it that isn't a cuss word, I guess. No, I, I think that is probably accurate. The one that I, I I tried, I like I was trying to come up with worse ones, and I thought about the two thousand and seven divisional round where you lost to a Giants team that you had already beaten twice and you were the number one seed. But at least then, like, you have a drop in the end zone. It's a back and forth. You got your ass kicked in this game. And and I realize the final score forever is going to say 48 to 32. That game was 48 to 16. You know, you were down by 27 points in the first half and 32 points in the second half. That game was a straight-up destruction. You were losing 27 to nothing to a number seven seed that no number seven seed had ever advanced. Now, I realize you're still three years into this experiment, but so it's early on. And I'm sure down the road, more seven seeds will win. You are a touchdown favorite. Some books kicked it up to seven and a half. You were a huge favorite against a rookie quarterback. It It was not an easy path, clearly, but it was a clear path to the NFC Championship game, and you just got destroyed. I think this, after the 07 loss, because I think that's the contender, in, in, at least in our uh, lifetime. Obviously, I, I don't think, you know, Roger didn't lose a lot of playoff games. Don Meredith didn't lose a lot of playoff games. There's obviously heartbreaking ones in 81, if I have the year right, when Montana to Clark happens. I, I yes. get there's heart, maybe more heartbreaking losses or losing in the Super Bowls, probably more heartbreaking but Agreed. this one was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it, if you didn't know any better, and I did, you know, text you guys this. I said, say it ain't so, Joe Lamb. Like, you would, if you go back and watch that game, and I know they didn't do this, I'm. you would think they might have been intentionally losing. Like, that's how bad they played compared to what you saw for most of the season. And you're like, dude, are, is this the Chicago Black Sox? Like, of 1919, and I know it wasn't. I know they didn't take any money. I know they didn't intentionally lose. But that's how bad it looked in the first quarter of the game. In fact, I was joking. I was like, maybe they got it figured out. Maybe they told Dak we're wearing white instead of green today. And he'll, he'll get it going in the second quarter. And he forgot still until about the fourth quarter that the Cowboys were wearing white jerseys. From the 972, no reason to get up our hopes again ever because it's like the sunrise. We know it's eventually coming. Look, uh, we're probably not supposed to do this. Hell, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but 
I'm going to try to be as honest as I can today without swearing. I wasn't kidding yesterday when I tweeted out, I'm not worried about the weather. I wanted to know if I could call in disgusted today. Is when we get to training camp, I, I, I realize it's a dream and it's super cool to be at training camp. I'm not disrespecting the opportunity. I have to go to an NFL training camp. But inside, yeah. I'm going to be like, what are they going to say? What are they going to do, the Cowboys, that's going to make a difference? You know, like assuming, and this this might be a big assumption, but yeah. let's say Dak is back or Dak and McCarthy is back. Like what is going to happen that you're going to be like, this time it's different? Because I want to desperately believe that, but I just don't know what they're going to say or what they're going to do, barring a shocking change that's going to make me be like, you know what? I get it this time. Different. Yeah, there's nothing. Dak's going to be the quarterback for whatever, the next five to ten years. Probably not ten. But Can I tell you? Go ahead. This is. We'll talk about this more tomorrow. Right. I don't know if I believe that anymore. Okay. Um, And I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, to your point. Logically, he, I could see. I tweeted this out. He can throw for 10,000 yards and 60 touchdowns and go 17-0 and next year. And we, would anybody believe he's actually going to play well in the playoffs? Like, why would you believe there's nothing Dak can do in 17 games next year to make me believe, and I think most Cowboy fans or the other team? Like, like it or not, at this point, being a former professional player, if you play a guy or a team, nothing gets like Clayton Kershaw. I don't want Clayton Kershaw to be a Ranger. But there is a confidence going in a little bit against Clayton Kershaw that no matter how good he was in the regular season – he doesn't pitch his best in October. Yeah. No matter how Dak destroyed you in the regular season, no matter how great Dak was, no matter if he wins the MVP in 2024, no matter what that other team playing, the Cowboys are going, we're playing against playoff Dak. And we know playoff Dak is a below-average quarterback. He can't beat Jimmy Garoppolo. He can't beat Jordan Love. In fact, he can't even compete with Jordan Love. He he struggles in every situation. He will struggle as long as it's a do-or-die game. Dak will struggle 90% of the time. So we're not going up against regular season Dak. Playoff Dak is pathetic, and we got playoff Dak. So the other team builds confidence. Now, if you're on the Cowboys side, the demons will now be there, and it'll be no matter what they do next year, just barely sneak into the playoffs, or they're great going into the playoffs. They're going to have the demon in their head that it's a new time, Everybody's zero and zero, do or die, and we die in these situations. Yeah, and and I've seen some people send this stat in. I was looking at it. I thought the Cowboys had won three playoff games at AT&T Stadium, not two. But the point is, AT&T Stadium has been open for 15 years, and I now believe that the Cowboys and Packers have won the same amount of postseason games on that field. The Packers don't play here, in case you didn't know that. And that, when you throw in the Super Bowl, that that, that is astonishing, astonishing, astonishing. And from the 214, and we're going to get to this in just a minute, I believe the only thing that would give me hope is Belichick or Harbaugh. And for some people, that change will do the trick, right? And that's why I honestly think that Mike McCarthy is going to be gone, is because this... I think it was on the Fox post game when Bobby and others were surrounding Jerry Jones and they said, it's just different than a normal football team. And I believe the phrase circus was used. And if that's the case, I will tell you this, the Jones family 
knows very well how to try to keep the media interest. And if you're like, hey, you just lost again. What can we do to keep the media interest? They might not want to fire Mike McCarthy. They might see apathy swooping in, and they're like, hey, I'd rather make a football decision I don't agree with than deal with apathy. That's problematic. Every part of me believes that they would make a decision to fight off franchise apathy, then say, well, this is the right decision for the team. I'm 100% with you. I'm right with you on your thinking. Oxnard will be the most meaningless, worthless thing in the world if you have Dak Prescott as your quarterback and Mike McCarthy as your head coach. And I'm not saying that's right, but whoever it is, Clarence Hill, John Machote, everybody there, you know, all of the 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 four major channels here, all of their t- – what do you ask Mike McCarthy? What do you ask Jerry Jones? What do you ask Dak Prescott? Yeah. Hey, you getting ready for preseason? What do you think about – you know, are you guys going to be ready for week – nobody cares. You're going to have the most 17 meaningless games in the Cowboys history leading up to, did you make the playoffs? And this is all we care about now because we know your quarterback's going to crap his pants in these situations. And we have seen your coach, not coaches best in these situations. So it's going to be, who cares? And I think Jerry Jones and Steven and Will McClay will look at it and go, crap. Even though Mike McCarthy has won 12 games each year and given us a chance, and we he might be better than who we're hiring, but we we just have to change it because there's go, there's not going to be one media member interested in covering the Dallas Cowboys. For the 469, fear not. We have plenty of time for blame today. Why are we not hearing enough blame on the mighty Dan Quinn defense last night? Pathetic. They, they, they <laughs> I agree. They were bad, bad, bad. And maybe we should do a segment where, like, what's your hierarchy of blame? And if your number one is just everybody, I understand all of that. I did not put the defense on my type top line of blame. But they're high up there. Right. Maybe they're second. I don't know. But they are high up there for sure. I'm, I'm with you. It was to start the game. I know I was being sarcastic. But... Everything that you are concerned about going into the game, going, if Green Bay is able to accomplish this, and on that first drive, they literally accomplished everything that you are fearful of. Yep. Third and longs, didn't matter. Uh, in fact, the first ball that Jordan Love passes, if you go back and watch the game, I know most Cowboy fans don't want to, but this morning when I did, I don't the either. first passing play that Green Bay runs, the right defensive end, I'm sorry, I don't remember who was playing right defensive end at the time. It wasn't Micah Parsons. And the right defensive tackle. They are standing up and they are talking to each other about what they're supposed to do or the adjustment they're supposed to make. The ball's already been snapped. So literally of the four guys that are supposed to make this pass tough on Jordan Love, two of them are talking to each other trying to figure out what the adjustment is. It's like, dude... The ball's already snapped. You got to start trying to attack the quarterback. So when he has time for a 25-yard route down the field and it's an easy pass, great pass, but an easy pass, it's like, well, two of the 11 guys on defense weren't ready for the ball to be snapped. And can I tell you what is crazy about that? Because that's his first pass that or his first pass attempt that actually counted, right? Because he got be- sacked. Yeah, well, and, be- and then, then, then there was a penalty. Yeah. But the first two plays, I, I realized, Two plays, who cares in the grand scheme of things. But the first two plays, you stuff Aaron Jones, and then you get a sack. I I realize the penalty that negated that, but that was a combination on the first two plays, and I was like, fantastic. Stuff the run, 
got a sack, and then you're like, oh, wait, then there was a penalty, and then you stuffed the run again, and I was like, here we go, and then the play that you were talking about, and clearly those first three plays or two and a half plays, that was the apex of the day. Yeah, and then they just Everything kept, was down. They kept moving. Even when they got stopped, third and eight, third and nine did not affect Green Bay at all. They were just fine. You weren't going to get major pressure, and you were going to have guys – they were as open as Jason Witten's high school offense. I've never seen an NFL team that open. It feels like I've never seen a team that open. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, and who knows, maybe we may or may not have a special guest for this. I'll leave that up to him. Is this and should this be the end of the line for Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Let's talk about it next on a big-time loss Monday right here on 105.3 The Fan. Pretty big third and five. At the Dallas 13, Prescott is back, rushed, throws it left. Ball is intercepted at the 20-yard line. Jair Alexander down the right sideline, and he is in for the Green Bay touchdown. Going on the field is an interception by Green Bay. The runner was down by contact at the 19-yard line. It'll be Green Bay's ball, first and 10 at the 19. I bet we hold Shut up, Mike. We didn't. They scored a touchdown, okay? no. I think the defense really stepped up there after Dak forgot what color jersey we were wearing. All right. Now, okay, he flipped his mic on. So (laughs) we are going to have Bobby Bell in this segment. And I swear this is not like an ironic segment where we're like, Bobby doesn't love Mike McCarthy. Let's get him in on the Mike McCarthy segment. (laughs) That just happens to coincidentally be when you are here. There are a lot of soul-crushing stats from yesterday, but – The one that might have stood out to me most. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Is from ESPN Stats and Info that the Cowboys are the first team since the merger to win at least 12 games in three straight years and not make it to a conference championship game. And to make it even worse... Worse, they made it to the divisional round once. History. All right. Yeah. In that three years, they went one and three and made it to the divisional round one time. So that leads into the question Is this, should it be the end of the line for Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Because for most of the week, I thought it was unlikely, perhaps, if they lost. Once it was 27 to zero. And then the margin got even bigger in the second half, which don't don't forget, kids, that's the thing that happened. You were losing by 32 points in the second half. I thought, I don't know if the guys aren't there for him, if the team wasn't ready to play. I have no idea. But the message ain't working. No, it's not. And 
it's funny when you watch it, and I'm not saying this is what it was, but when you watch that game last night, when you were watching the first half, didn't you get the impression watching it like, this looks like a team that's trying to get their coach fired? Like, not that that's the reality of it, but sure. that's what it appeared like. It, it, like, when you, if you were to say, how would you, uh, if, if a team didn't want to play for their coach anymore and they wanted to just get him out of here, how would they play? It would look like that. Yeah. And it was just, it's, it's so wild because. There's been the discussion of did you overlook them? Did you were you too confident? It's like they didn't take the field looking confident. They looked like they were scared almost. Which is remarkable because you had won 16 straight games at home. You were a sizable favorite going up against I said rookie quarterback earlier, a quarterback making his first start in the playoffs, not a rookie. Everything was going in your favor and even after they gave up the first touchdown, I was like I'm fine. Sure. But then it just snowball, snowball. I was curious what the beef was between Dak and CeeDee Lamb because they looked like they hated each other every <laughs> single time. Either CeeDee didn't get the ball or they weren't on point with the target. They looked like they wanted to punch each other in the face. So, did you, Mike, when you were pitching, did you have like, when you're coming, did you have like a catcher that you had kind of a, like, like you guys were comfortable enough with each other that you guys could have like tense back and forth, but it was literally just airing things out. Or did you know of any battery mates like that in, in baseball that they could have those tense interactions and it looks bad from the outside, but it really is just, this is the way they're comfortable talking to each other and, and there's no hard feelings? From pitchers, yes. I, I never did. I mean, I had catchers that I liked more than others, you know, whether I like the backup catcher more or I like the starter more, you would have preferences, but I would never yell at my catcher or be furious with my catcher in the dugout. And I really, I mean, sometimes I'd want, like, for example, everybody knows who A.J. Hinch is, obviously. Yes. I didn't like the way A.J. Hinch set up. I thought he should set up more on the corner. So I said, A.J., I know how you like setting up. Can you scoot a little bit further out? I can't live on the plate. And he was like, what if I just buzz you? Yeah. But, no, it's just like there were certain things like that that I would tell him, hey, scoot a little bit further outside. I just want a little bit more of an outside target than on the plate target. So you'd have discussions like that. But there were certain pitchers that were fiery. That, I mean, but, and it wasn't a personal thing. It was just the way that they were. Like, like did right. you know any of those guys that just, worked through that? They liked their catcher, for, but they would bark at For him. example, two Hall of Famers. I'm just going back to when my dad played on the Rangers. He said Ferguson Jenkins was just such a nice guy. Gaylord Perry was opposite. Gaylord Perry was at times confrontational, mm-hmm. right? So you have sometimes confrontational guys and sometimes very quiet get along guys. So CD and Dak, like they they CD is an emotional player. Sure. And he he gets, you know, worked up about things. Typically in games in the past, when he's gotten upset, he isolates himself. He just goes sits by himself. He moves up to and it's not just like I don't even want to be near y'all. It's just he's like he feels like I need to cool off or like, man, I, I'm just so frustrated. I don't even want to be around anybody right now. So after the San Francisco game, Dak and CD talked about it in the media the week following where Dak went up to him after the the San Francisco game and he was like, hey, when you are upset with something, you cannot worry about what it looks like to the media watching uh, in terms of if you're if you're upset, show me you're upset, tell me you're upset, let's work through it then in the moment. And I know it's not personal, you know it's not personal. Other people can make their assumptions, but let's address it then. Don't wait till we're behind closed doors. So that's why I think when you see that airing out, that's a normal airing out between a quarterback and a receiver that occurs a lot of times at practice or whatever else. And Dak just had said, hey, so we don't hold things back. Let's just air that out in in public like we would normally and not worry about how people feel about it. Now, on the front of McCarthy, I know that Jerry said last week he was like, to you guys, 
I don't, I don't understand. Like, he's still under contract for a year, so this is not a conversation we have to have. But I, I realize how contracts work, but I feel like usually the narrative is if a coach goes into the last year of his deal, mm-hmm. that he's, like, kind of labeled a lame duck coach or something like that. And so it, it, it does feel like an extension may or may not have gotten done after this year. Now, if you move on from McCarthy, you have to eat one year. So my serious question for y'all, the truckwreck.com Fantex has spoken overwhelmingly. It's probably about 95% to 5% right now that Mike McCarthy has to go. And we'll get into Dak eventually, but it's just easier to pull the trigger logistically. Right. Logistically, you can fire Mike McCarthy today. What's your salary cap hit? Nothing. If you were like, I'm done with Dak, we're going to trade him, we're going to release him, whatever. Like, there's a whole bunch of nightmarish salary cap hit that goes with that. So it's just inherently easier to move on from your head coach. Do you think Mike McCarthy should be done, and is he done? I I hate saying this. Yes and yes. I, the more that this day goes on, Knuckleballs. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hoping for it or wishing for it. I've seen other coaches come in here. It doesn't seem to matter. It, it, this is uh, the changing the coach has has mattered a little bit here and there, but it hasn't ultimately mattered a lot. But I understand. I don't. I don't see how you bring back Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott next year. And I. I think they're stuck with Dak. I mean, I hate saying it that way, but I think they're stuck with Dak for so, at least a year. If you view it as being stuck, you are locked in for at least another year. uh, And you're not going to be able to get away away from that. Uh, Yeah, he should be done. I think he probably is done. I I would not say with certainty that he's out, but I do think that he is likely out. I'm with you guys. I, I think they should make the change. And this is from, like, I'm just telling you me. I'm not like, I told you all along. Going into last week, I was like, I can't believe well, they were. I guess it's possible. Yeah, I can't believe they were down by 30-plus points. Like, I just never saw that scenario happening because, nope. I mean, Bobby, you asked me off the air. You're like, what if they lose? Maybe you asked me on the air. What if they lose by 20 or more points? And I'm like, sure, Bobby. If they lose <laughs> by 20 or more points, then McCarthy can be fired. And literally, I guess... I was teasing you. No, I lost by 16. Let's ga- go. At the end of the game, I did text Bobby. I was like, he did it. He, he saved it. his job. Covered the spread. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's absolutely meaningless for any human being to go to Oxnard covering the Dallas Cowboys if McCarthy and Dak are back as the duo. Here, here's one of the problems. If you have 53 guys on the biggest possible stage where it shouldn't take any motivation, look unmotivated, unprepared, and I know it's a nasty word and I hate describing it, but just the look, the, the visual of it, and look like they quit. Yes. It's much easier to swap out the yeah. head of that than 53 I, people. And, and I, I do think it looks like they quit yesterday. It, and I know people get mad about that. They're like, you're not out on the field. I'm, I did not say every single yeah. person on that team did or most of them did. It just had the appearance as though that was happening. Kevin, I'll start with you and then Bobby can follow up here. I'm not trying to take heat off of Mike McCarthy here. He doesn't really have anything to do with the defense. Why did the defense quit on Dan Quinn? Shouldn't Dan Quinn be fired for like Dan Quinn was oh as I, bad and the scheme of Dan like he, Quinn he was better get a head coaching job because too. I think if he doesn't take a head coaching job now, it's I don't know if he ever gets one I, again. I think that I think it, 
if you ask me, not like with certainty, but if you ask me what's likely, I think what's likely is by the end of this week, we're talking about McCarthy is gone and Quinn has gone to Seattle, I think is what's likeliest. Wow. So you need a head coach, an offensive coordinator, and a and defensive I, and, and, and by the way, I don't think the Cowboys would try to fight to keep him from doing that. Yeah, that was weird. It was It was weird how bad the defense was and how – the guys were open by five yards. Like that looked like when they're playing twenty five against Musgrave. Oh, like it yeah. literally looked like. I remember telling Jeff Cavanaugh at the time. Well. I, I tell him, I go, I know two is great. I go to the Alabama A and M game. I'm, I'm at College Station, sure. and I'm like, two was perfect. But I'm like, guys were getting wide open. He had, I can't remember everybody he had there, but he had like Henry Ruggs, and like he had everybody was a first round pick like literally he had five first round pick weapons and i'm like he was great but there was never a tough pass that he had to fit into a small window guys were wide open yesterday i'm not trying to take anything away from jordan love he did throw some like the one touchdown was a great sidearm fantastic yesterday. But like, yeah guys were running open like you're watching a high school game and and it's not just the passing game there were two aaron jones touchdowns I know there were there was another one that you're like, how the f do you not see that as a run run fit? Like, yeah. I could see that, and I'm just sitting there and I'm watching it, and I'm like, they're gonna run the ball, they're gonna run the ball, and they're like, no, let's go ahead and position it just in case, and he goes right up the middle. It's just every like, every single thing that we've seen from the Cowboys throughout this year. Like, let, just take every individual gripe we've had with them in a given. It week. all happened in one game. <clears throat> Yeah, it was. Like, think about it. We've complained about the run defense for times. That happened yesterday. Stupid penalties. Uh, that happened. Stupid penalties from Sam Williams. That happened. Dak not seeing a squatting defender and throwing it there. That happened. Dak and CD not being on the same page. That happened. CD, Micah not having great body language. That happened. Everything that's been an individual moment that's been a criticism in different losses all came together in one game, and it came together on the biggest stage. That is a massive problem that's on the players for their responsibility but you then have to ask why were your players so unprepared or unfocused then who is that on and that's that's the fireable offense to me because there are certain things like sure did the punt returner take a dive when it looks like he didn't really get touched for that penalty? Sure. Yeah, that's super smart. Yeah. Yes. Dak did it one time in the end zone where a guy didn't uh, illegal hit him. He grabbed him and threw him yes. on top of him to get a, a penalty in the end zone. Like, players do this. The Cowboys players fake agreed. penalties, too. Agreed, agreed. But there were so many other things that, to your point, Bobby, it did feel like they were unprepared, underprepared, whatever the exact verbiage you want is and I just don't see how that can be. The they case. looked. They honestly looked scared and confused. Like at, at whatever point, there were times they just looked confused in the scheme, and then there were other times where they just looked scared of the moment, the opponent. I don't know what it was, but they just looked like they were intimidated by it all. Just wait till next season, though. That's when it happens. Yeah, and then we'll get into this tomorrow. <laughs> Even if you... should they bring back Zeke eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three eight seven seven. That is not our next segment. Our next segment, <laughs> we're gonna attempt Herschel Walker. No, Jimmy Johnson. Let's just no from frozen helmets and mustaches to Eminem and CJ Effin Stroud. Did you enjoy the rest of the NFL playoff weekend? Let's talk about it next, right here on the fan. Shotgun snap, Goff back, Goff looks, Goff pumps, now throws, end zone, yes. caught, touchdown Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta. He's back, he's playing, and he's in the end zone. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. 
There was a lot of non-Cowboys playoff happenings over the weekend. Did you enjoy the rest of the NFL playoff weekend? I have to admit, I didn't see most of Detroit, Los Angeles until this morning because I was still mad and didn't want to watch more football last night. I asked the crazy question, which we couldn't contemplate on I Friday. Of, hey, if the Cowboys lose, how much... Uh, you know, Detroit game, would you watch? And I can't remember your answer or not, but I was kind of with you. Um, obviously, I was I, I was on the bike, so I was on YouTube a little bit watching um, Zach and Brian Broaddus do a little bit of post-game. Uh, believe it or not, there wasn't much positive things to talk about. I do believe um, that. But I took in Saturday night's game, thanks to my friend Kevin, Kevin Hagland. You're welcome. But uh, I didn't take in much of the Detroit game. I obviously saw it was a good game, saw the final score. Detroit wins 24-23. But I was kind of like, football season's over. All right, let's start with that Kansas City game then, if you will. Let's fire off cut number 20 because this isn't a highlight of that, but Andy Reid's mustache rose and Patrick Mahomes' helmet partially exploded. But also, does Mike now love this wide receiver? Second down, eight for the Chiefs at the Dolphin 12. Mahomes throws right side. Cut Rice at the five, angling right. Touchdown, Kansas City. Rookie Rushy Rice, his first postseason touchdown. An 11-yard crossing pattern. And just like Germany, the Chiefs have an outstanding opening drive for a touchdown to start the game. That's a weird way to start the game off as a broadcaster. That because is. how many remember that they played in Germany this year? So when you start off the sentence, when you score a touchdown, just like Germany, you're going, wait a second, where is this going? Because this doesn't sound good. But it uh, that's up, exactly it what ended I thought. Up making yeah. all the sense in the world. And uh, I know it was horrible conditions. Uh, I watched most of that game and is a weird game because obviously there were a lot of kind of bad passes by both quarterbacks because of the weather. But Patrick Mahomes was able to find a way, and it just makes me think, is he that great that they can play that average at best during the regular season and then he takes a rookie wide receiver, the only one who should be in the NFL on his team, and he can figure out a way to push this team to a conference championship game? I want to hope this makes sense. I'm not discounting any of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes whatsoever. I always thought this was going to be an advantageous situation for them. Because of the weather? Just because of the weather. And, like, we've talked about the Dolphins' struggle in the playoffs in general. We've talked about Tua's struggles in cold-weather games. And when it was minus four with a wind chill of minus 27 at kickoff, and the playoff surface looked like it – I know it didn't look like an ice skating rink, but it did not look suitable for playing, and I'm sure they worked really hard. But Did you know they have heaters underneath the field? Yes. I mean, I I found that out when they were getting that, ready for the game. I was like, wow, it's amazing that all of these fields that are outdoor stadiums, and I won't say all of them, but it seems like they all have some sort of under-the-ground heating system. I'd have to go back to make sure I get the exact language right, but I think that's one of the issues that led to the surfaces of the ice bowl is because not only did they keep the heater on, they still tarped it. And so there was like all this condensation stuck underneath Uh. the tarp and it almost instantaneously froze when they pulled the tarp off. But I I always thought this was going to be a problematic matchup for the Miami Dolphins. But But when you have to match up against Kansas City next, I'm sure you're like, crap, this is not the team that you want to see right now. Yeah, and it's... um. I was interested in that game, but to your point, it's weird because the only game that I didn't really watch 
was the Detroit LA game. Yep. Because the Cowboys had just lost. The best game. And that was the only game that was yeah. competitive. Like literally by the time you're at halftime of the Texans game, if we want to go to a Texans highlight, you're like, well, this game's over. And so it's great that the Texans won. I'm not against the Texans or for the Texans. It's great that they won. It's just that, you know, playoff football, three out of the four so far have been uh, non-competitive games. And here's a big reason for why that is. Let's go to cut number 19. This happened to Joe Flacco twice. Here's some pressure by Barnett, and Flacco releases just in time. It's picked up by Steven Nelson. He's got the INT across the 30, the 40, the 50, right sideline, the 40, the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, yes. 6, yes. Steven Nelson. Yes! Take that, Cleveland. Oh, take it. I like I- the... I like that the play, the color guy was like, I'm going to wait until yeah. right at the end when he's definitely going to score. And then say, take that, Cleveland. I'll yes. tell you what hurt me is I do have some 2007 Joe Flacco rookie cards, and I was really hoping this weekend at the Dallas Card Show I could take those there and uh, cash in like five bucks a piece. But I don't know if those This weekend are, in Allen! I don't know if those cards will be wanted anymore after that game. And I'm assuming Joe Flacco's starting career is over again. Yes, I think that is probably the case. Now, here's my question. I have potentially top-notch audio for both of these subjects. I don't know if you asked last week, and I can't remember my... I know you asked. I just can't remember. Yes, I would love to have C.J. Stroud over Dak Prescott. I mean... And I would I would pay C.J. Yeah. Stroud $60 million compared to Dak $50 million. Be just happy with it. It is a tough day to argue in favor of pretty much anything Dallas Cowboys... All right, do you want to go back to the Detroit game or back to the Chiefs game? I have audio that is related to both. It's up to you. Obviously, the Detroit game was the most exciting. Let's go to Detroit then. Cut number 25. This is Eminem prior to the game asking for a victory. Stafford, what I say? You owe me this favor, bro. I was there for you when you won it. I was there for you. I was I was right there. I rapped for you, Stafford. Bro, I rapped for you. Can you just let us have this one? Just this one. Did somebody from Wisconsin ask Dak that and he actually did oblige? Oh my gosh. I <laughs> like what rappers from I don't know rappers or, or great singers or anything. Did somebody from Wisconsin ask the Cowboys to tank and they actually did do it? I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, I know he's having fun there. Eminem's having fun. And and um, I know that Stafford, you know, obviously disappointed he lost. I thought he, uh, listening to the clips on uh, Good Morning Football and stuff, uh, I thought he did a good job with his post-game interview. But I'm sure he d- excited that he got to play in Detroit in a playoff game. Disappointed he didn't win. Now, we're going to go to cut number 24. I apologize. I could not find a better version of this. I understand they might not want this audio to go everywhere. Maurice Jones-Drew is listening to this question, and I'm sure you'll be able to guess the moment where he gives a look back at his partner like, come on, man. But this is far and away the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had, right? I mean, is it possible that they can ride the D? The defense? Okay. (laughs) Okay, so that's the moment where Maurice Jones-Drew looks at him like, Come on, bro. Yeah. And that's why the clarification of the the defense is was oh, necessary. Man. That's funny. Now, we'll ask the entirety of that word. Do you think the defense will be a bigger hand 
in propelling the Chiefs than they usually have been in prior playoff runs. They're going to have to because I'm assuming this at 3.30 on Channels Unknown. I honestly don't know what channel the game's on. Buffalo should destroy Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh is horrible. Uh, so I'm no, assuming both on ESPN, okay, right? ESPN. or no CBS, CBS. Okay. So I'm just going to assume that Kansas city is going to have to go to Buffalo. I don't know what Patrick Mahomes can do with the lack of offense. He has like, I think that he can put up 24. Sure. You know, so I don't know. Do you call that if the defense holds a team to 23, do you call that a good defensive game? I mean, it mattered. Weather conditions matter. Like in Buffalo next week, is it going to be okay to pass a football? Yeah. Can you throw it 50 yards in the air and the wind not blow it 20 yards off its path? You know, so uh, going forward, I know that watching Kansas City as much as I do, and I think a lot of people do because they're on almost every game is almost nationally televised. They don't have a good offense. They don't have their running game was solid against Miami, but they don't have a good running game. They have one wide receiver who looks like he should be in the NFL, and he's a rookie. And then Kelsey, Kelsey, I mean, it's cold. He had quite he had two easy catches that he dropped. Um, I think he's getting a little bit older and isn't as good as he used to be, but still good. So I just think that they do have to rely on their defense to uh, carry them more than they ever have. Now, I'm going to add one more bit of audio from this game. This is cut number 23, and we talk about this all the time. This is an incomplete pass that Tua just throws away. This is Kevin Harlan's take on what happened. Third down and 10, Tonga Vailoa gets the shotgun snap, the blitz is on, he gets away from Edwards, he is grabbed by Karloftis, he just heaves the ball wildly down the near sideline and out into the stands is where he threw it and heaved it and somebody caught it there, the guy is big, the guy is jolly, and the guy's got ski goggles on and he caught that pass. (laughs) He was fired up and his description of that guy was actually that was actually pretty spot on. So whether it's football or basketball, I don't think Kevin Harlan does baseball. I can't ever remember him doing a baseball game. He's the best. He to is me, the best. and I, I, there's other good ones. I'm not like a hater of all the people who call games. I think there's a lot of people who don't like anybody. I'm like, you have to like somebody. Like the easiest thing to do is say I don't like anybody. Right. Everybody who I watch play stinks. Everybody who calls a game stinks. Like <laughs> you have to like somebody, right? And so Kevin Harlan, I think, is the best. There's other really good ones at it, but I just, when I hear him, he's just, to me, the best there is today. And as people have astutely been pointing out thus far, the home teams are 3-1 and one in wildcard games. Yes! We, no, and we not played, yes! What, we played Detroit next week. No, they lost. The season is over. Maybe Green Bay had a person that was doing steroids or something because in the Olympics, they eliminate it. If you did it, and so like this if you is not going to be like a Carter situation either, where you're like, no, yes. they had players that were ineligible. The Cowboys are back in. No, this season maybe, is over. Maybe it's like the Michigan Wolverines, the Fab Five, and they took money during that time, and all the banners have to come right, down, and we can put banners up. You know what? This might be a topic for another day. Maybe a topic <laughs> for never. Let's say that did happen somehow, and Green Bay is now disqualified from the playoffs. Yeah. The Cowboys go on and win the Super Bowl. You want to put that banner up? Yes. Do you? Hey, the Lakers have some banner for winning two games this year. They're 19 and 21, and they're like, we're the champs of the Fartschmo McGee tournament. <laughs> we're the KNC masterpiece. 
right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, next right here on 105.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 